Welcome to the A&J Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Leal. And I'm your host, Jordan Carson. We have another exciting week of sports for you today, so let's get started. Off to the sports world as we go. Um, so yesterday, Duke, did you watch that game last night by chance? I didn't watch it. I saw the highlights, and I like looked up, and I was like, there's no way that that just happened. And then the headline for it was hilarious because it said that Duke made a clutch late game stop to beat them. And I'm like, the kid dribbled it off his foot and then had to put up a shot he didn't want to take. Like, I don't know if I consider that a clutch defense. He still had a pretty good look at it. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, I have to go back, but I'm pretty positive he, they had a timeout. um, If I recall. So Duke missed a free throw. And they came past half court. There was like six seconds left. Yeah. And I was wondering why they wouldn't call a timeout. Granted, a lot of times they let it play out. But, but when you but when you look at that team, they're probably yeah. more they're they're probably a little bit more on the veteran side than they are. So they right. probably have run this play a dozen times over. Yeah. And yeah. it was just the misfortune of he dribbled it off his foot. Yeah. I don't think I think one thing Tony Bennett was kind of surprised with was he didn't attack quickly like he all night he was able to kind of like get into the paint um without a screen and on that play he just kind of dribbled a little bit too much to where it hit off his leg and then he still got a decent look at it he just didn't put enough power on that shot i was kind of surprised by that um that's a big win for duke i i don't know i mean right now they're on the bubble i guess as far as making the tournament I, i i don't know how like I, I, explain to me how Duke is like, yeah, I saw that headline this morning. It's like they, they beat Virginia to keep their, their tournament hopes alive. Like yeah. how they're, they're atrocious. If they can be, um, so they play Syracuse Monday, Syracuse is ranked. They'll be in the top 10, I believe after today. Um, so if they can beat Syracuse and they can be North Carolina at the end of the year. Yeah, then okay, I have more of a, like, yeah, they can be in the tournament at a, as, like, a bottom seed. But right now, with that one win, no. You have yeah. no quality. Because, like, if you're if you're going to say that Duke is, like, on the fringe because they beat Virginia, then how, like, are we, I mean, I mean is Michigan State in then? <laughs> so, Michigan State actually has more quality wins than Duke, and yet we're not even in the tournament right now, and I'm like, how does hey. that make any sense? We beat well, Duke head on, even though they're not that good. We have more quality win, but yeah, we're we're not that good. Yeah, and, yet and I mean, if you're gonna say that Duke is still on edge to get in, right. then at, at what Michigan, point are you gonna say that Michigan yeah. State needs to be in then? Because they better like, be in. And then yeah. apparently they beat a good Duke team. Because right now Michigan State just beat an Indiana team who's in considered in right now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we're like the first four out okay like we have a better record than duke we beat him head on more quality wins and yet we don't and i'm not saying i'm very comfortable to have michigan state in the tournament um i mean right now the way we're playing i don't really want to see that team in the tournament but if we can we have a tough stretch coming up here we have ohio state i think we have michigan as well at the end of the year um so I don't know how we're going to fare against that those two teams. Now, if we can win a game or two in the Big Ten tournament, then sure, put Michigan State in. But yeah, I mean, but what 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 other than Michigan and Ohio? Okay, Michigan, Ohio State, Illinois are your top three. Yep. Iowa. Yep. 
Yep. So, yeah, I mean, you, but you would have to beat one of those teams, right? Because, yep. like, Indiana, they're not doing what we projected them to be. Right. They're, they're right. getting, I mean, they're, they're coming around. They look, yeah, they are. They are. But they were Joe Lenardi's first four in, I think. Um, Indiana? Or, I'm sorry, not first four in, the last four in. So Indiana. now they lost, yeah. Yep. Now they lost to Michigan State yesterday. They're still in, but it's not looking as great for them because that would better gave them, I think, a 94% chance to make it had they beaten Michigan State yesterday. Now they're at a 70%, which isn't terrible still, but it just makes it where you have to win the rest of your games, basically. Um, I mean, that's for a lot of guys down this road, though. Yeah, like, exactly. it's, it's kind of the, it's the same concept, but like, I mean, look at Duke, you know, same concept. Like, they're saying, like, they, they keep their tournament hopes alive. So, like, are you saying that they have to win out? Like, right, right. You know, like, what are you saying? If, I mean, obviously, if they win the ACC tournament, it's an automatic bid. Um, yeah. Could they do it? Sure. They, they have been playing better as of the last two, three weeks. I mean, um, they had obviously at one loss to Miami, which wasn't very good. Um, but they, uh, I think the Jalen Johnson discussion, that, that actually kind of bothered me. I don't know if you were familiar with that whole thing. he was the kid who decided to sit out and like yeah out essentially yeah. to go so jim Beheim um for syracuse came out and commented about that and said they're better off without him the kid doesn't do anything for his team he hurts the team doesn't i mean pass the ball. i mean hello since he left they just beat the number seven <laughs> team in the nation so right right jim so, Beheim actually said something smart i definitely think he had the point to it for sure i'm not sure coming on other team players is probably your your best idea in, in this um in this world today but i mean you know he's old school so i really can't blame him too much um i just think you know um they play duke on on monday so we'll see how that transpires but um nba world i mean last night i didn't watch the game lakers um and, and heat i was not necessarily shocked at the heat one um, I mean, they are. I was more or less thing. shocked that like LeBron gave up the ball twice. Yeah, yeah. Which was very odd for him. Like he doesn't seem like the guy who would give up the ball unless Anthony Davis was on the floor. That's that's true, and I think he did bring up a good point too at the end of the game where Caruso, who had the chance to tie it, um, like LeBron said, the only thing he had an issue with was you took it a long two. I'd rather have that be a three. Take one step back, take a three, and win it all, or you lose. Whatever. I I agree with that. You're already you're literally almost at the three point line. Just one step back, and you would have had a three point shot. Who knows what would have happened? But I don't necessarily think a long two is not ideal. I feel like it was the concept. It was. I feel like it was the concept too of like you could see that he was already rushing the long two. So like if he would have <laughs> yep. taken a, a dribble and a step back, it would have been a harder contested three. Yeah. Yeah. But well, he might have been with, a little bit more set. I think there were two seconds left too when he shot it. So you definitely had time to take one more step, maybe two, um, and get a better look. But uh, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, Miami played well. Um, I, you know, being without Anthony Davis, being without Dennis Schroeder, that doesn't <clears throat> it doesn't help. I mean, clearly. Um, but, well, and, and I was thinking about this too. Is like, look at um, look at like the possible potential of the lakers nets final yeah you know and then you can you can sit on this and you can you know, i want to hear what you have to say about this um if if anthony davis is healthy you're you i mean that game it goes six possibly seven right yeah. 
but like if anthony davis can't stay healthy and he's not on the floor like like it's not going to be a sweep i wouldn't think that the nets are like maybe it might be more now a possibility just because they got james harden but like i feel like they will go five and possibly six at the most if anthony davis isn't there i agree right now honestly um I personally don't believe they'll they'll make it this year. Um, I think the last Nets. year, no, the uh, Lakers. Um, the La- the Lakers last year had a lot of things going for them, motivation wise. Um, obviously, you know um, the death of Kobe, which we all miss dearly. Um, that was definitely an inspirational, motivating factor for them. I think this year, let's just call it as it is. You don't want to see Utah right now um (laughs) they are dominant i mean they lost to the clippers the other night in a very good game they both had all their players finally um the clippers are another team that the lakers can't they can't contend with i i don't think i don't know because i feel like i feel like the clippers have been coming up short like in the in the lakers clippers game like like the lakers are just winning because like the clippers aren't making either clutch shots or just like making poor decisions down the stretch that is true. I mean, it's going to be honestly dependent on matchups as well in the postseason. Like when it comes to playoff time, who has the tougher route, you know, because I mean, you, you could very well see a Denver team light it up and make the finals. I mean, <laughs> we saw them last year um, and you and I both to this, you know, earlier in the year, even last year, they should have made the finals. Um, they should oh, yeah. have won game four. I think it was, um, you know, the officials completely botched that game for them and, from there, game three, I think it was. And then from there, the Lakers obviously were able to finish it off. But, um, you know, Portland, I mean, as much as I generally don't think they stand a chance, what they're doing without McCollum and Nurkic and being a number four seed right now is impressive. Um, I want your take on this, but this is, this is my take. If Portland finishes at a four or five seed, and that's, that's four or five only, not six, seven, eight, but four or five or better, Damian Lillard, if he continues to do what he's doing, better win MVP. I am not even – I'm not saying Curry's not deserving of it. I'm not saying Doncic isn't deserving of it or LeBron's not deserving of it. I mean, they're all having phenomenal years. But to do what you're doing with your record without two of your starters um, who are all-star players and you're averaging 30, um, like six assists and, think and four I rebounds. Have, I, mean, I think I have to agree with you to the extent that, like, I don't know how, like, the Kevin Durant story, so to say, but, like, early on when he was starting and he was playing consistently and, like, maybe took a rest day here and there, because obviously you're not going to push a guy with an Achilles injury, like, who's just coming back from it on his first season. Like, I get that. But he, like, it was shown, it was clearly shown that he was on pace following Curry's unanimous decision year. And that's when I agreed that, like, okay, if we're going to, like, you know, if we're going to set the standard and say that Steph Curry unanimously won the MVP with these stats, then there's no way that Kevin Durant shouldn't do the same. But now, like he said, like he has said, and like many people have said, like they feel that the league and that the team is holding him back and keeping him out of games. Like, I don't, I, I don't understand why he's not playing. Like he hasn't played in what, four games now? Yeah, yeah, maybe so. like one wedge in there in between, but like his numbers aren't going to stay where they should be, and that's yeah. what's going to hurt him. Because like I was about to make the argument for no, Kevin Durant should win because of what he's doing, you know, in like, like in you know, 
right. comparing that to like Steph Curry's unanimous debt year. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, and, and you're, but you make great sense, you know. Like well, that. yeah, I mean, Lillard just every year he continues to average these numbers, and he's getting better. Like this year, he's scoring more. He has more assists. He has more rebounds per game. More stealing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's never talked about. Granted, I understand they're in a small market, Portland. They're on TV at 10.30 at night, which where most of us are in bed. Um, you know, at 7.30 out in L.A. time, you know, and whatever. But um, West Coast, basically. But it's like, I just don't know what more he has to do. I feel like he has to put up 50 a game to, to get recognition. It's, that he just deserves. A, it's just the concept of, like, I feel he hasn't been – to like the Western Conference Finals, and like that's what people are like nagging on him now. It's well, like you haven't done anything. He was he was there once. They were there two years ago, but they got swept, I believe, to the Warriors. Right, and, but, and that and he had like a horrible series. So like yeah. they're holding that against him in the sense of like you haven't done anything, and it's just like, but he has. Like he's knocked <laughs> off teams, like the year that he knocked off Houston, and the year that they knocked off the Clippers, like. Yeah. You know, like, you, you knocked off teams that should have beat you. Well, watching um, first take, um, so Stephen A. actually brought up this, this stat. Nobody since 2012 has more buzzer beaters than Damian Lillard. Nobody. Not even Steph Curry. Not even – it's not even close. Like, that's the shocking part. You would think it would be kind of a close range between Steph Curry or Kevin Durant or something, but I don't know the exact number, but Lillard, it is far off that he had, had the most buzzer beaters since that year. Um, That's kind and of I mean, let's just be real here. He doesn't play. I personally, I believe CJ McCollum's an all-star. I think he's yeah. just short of a superstar. He yeah. doesn't, I, I think his inconsistency is my issue, but he's and still I think, an all-star But player. I feel like that's what they're holding against Damian Lillard yep, is his inconsistency. Because, yeah. like, there's times where, like, oh, if you're going to call it game time, then you can't not show up in one of those right, moments. Right, Yep, yep. But well, it's like, last night was prime example. They lost to the Wizards team. That's not very good. You were at home. You just won six in a row. Granted, mm-hmm. you scored 30, but you shot 10 for 30. That's not a good game for him, like, uh, numbers-wise. I mean, as far as, you know, percentage. So, um well, you know, it's, the same, are, it's the same reason that like James Harden hasn't won it either. Like people yeah. are holding it against the fact of like, well, you know, you can do and you can score as many points as you want, but like we're not one just looking for points. We're looking like like how effective you are. Yeah. And I'm sorry, like scoring 30 points where 25 of them come from the free throw line. I don't want you. Like you're not yeah. going to win MVP. So okay, I, I have a very interesting fact, and obviously with this being our first one. Um, where we talk more NBA and college hoops, just because that's kind of what's going on right now in the sports yeah. world hockey, which we'll touch base a little bit on that, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll share a disappointment in the Red Wings uh, as usual. Um, but the uh, NBA, so um, Jamal Murray just put up a monster game the other night and shot 21 for 25 and put up 50 with not one free throw attempt, not one. Yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah, I don't I know as far as the contact goes. I'm sure there were maybe a couple times he probably did drive in. I don't know. I don't. I didn't watch the game, but uh, most of the shot times or most of the shots he had were definitely shot. You know, on the outside perimeter or on the inside. Um, please tell me if James Harden can ever score 50 without having any free throw attempts. I'm not I'm pretty sure, sure that he, he scores, can. I'm pretty sure he scores 40 of his points from the. Free 
I, I, I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure that he can. I, I won't, I won't ever say that. Yeah. Uh, so Jamal Murray, good for him. Um, I mean, that's a heck of a talent right there for sure. He is definitely a superstar. And people um, were starting to say, people were starting to think he was going to be a flop. Yeah. Yeah. And here like, he is. Because where was he, where was he first before he was in Denver? Oh, no, sorry. I'm thinking of Emmanuel Moutier. Yep, Moody. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, he's um, always been in Denver. Um, Gary Harris, you know, it's funny because Gary Harris had a higher projection and he's not working out the way. I mean, he's had a lot of injuries, unfortunately, which doesn't help him. I mean, um, Gary Harris was one of those guys that, like, in college and at state, like, he was really good and looked yep. like he was going to be a really good NBA player. Yep. And what you turned out to see is, like, some of these standstill knockdown shooters, they don't transition well because they don't learn any other skill. Yep. Yep. Like, why exactly. is, like, why is Bryn Forbes struggling to stand on a team? All he, does, all he does is stand in corners and fire threes. Like, you don't, Bingo. you don't make it in the NBA doing that. Yeah, that like, is why, uh, what's his face, Robinson? From Michigan, that's why he is dominating at times. Because, because like he's he actually so taken used the time to coming to, off the ball. Yep. Well, that and he's taken the time to like develop. Like he he drives to the basket. He didn't yeah, really do point. that at Michigan, but he's good learned point. how to like make an effort inside the paint. Like he doesn't very just good point. stand in one place anymore. Yeah, Brent Forbes. Um, I watched the other night, and when he drives in, he loses the control of the ball very quickly. Yeah, I'm, he, but I'm he never shocked. did that at state. Yeah, and he no. never did that at state. So like yeah. you wouldn't expect him to. Yeah, uh, you wouldn't expect him to do good. So I have to think. So obviously we do a fantasy league together, um, and Nikola Jokic. So obviously I'm I've been blessed to have him on my team um, so far this year. Although I would like to, I would good. like to say the same for Cat, but <laughs> if it's not but COVID, it's it was a broken. It was a broken list earlier. But. Him. but is Joker? I mean, I haven't heard his name brought up yet for MVP considerations, and I'm just kind of curious on why that is, because that man's averaging like almost a triple double every game with 35 plus points. Yeah, let's look at let's look at his stat line here. I want to see because I I have no idea. I, I agree with you. Like I have not seen his name being talked about. I think he's not being looked at. Uh, Jokic in Denver. Yep. And I'm pretty sure. I mean, maybe it's because of the fact the team's not doing well as far as their overall record goes. I. I well, like, yeah, but are you really going to hold that? Are you going to say, are you right. going to hold that against him? So he's averaging 27 points, 11 rebounds a game, almost nine assists a game. So almost close to a triple double. 57% yeah. from the uh, field goal percentage. And for a center, points, he's, shooting, 40%, he's shooting 40% from this. And 88% from free throw line. That's nuts. And he's not being talked about. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. Especially when he's also had 26 double doubles and seven seven triple doubles yeah for for a center like hang on yeah yeah how in do we this, not in this era yeah in this type of basketball um, when a center starts to pick up triple doubles like maybe they determine like they should get some more attention yeah and so to change strides for a few seconds to the hockey world um you and i have constantly been talking about more so me bringing it up but i am irate with <laughs> the Red Wings and, and Blast Hill needs to finally go. Um, I don't know what more to say about him. You got absolutely destroyed to yeah, Florida. And now Florida, I granted beat them Florida's the a really good day. team. Their record's really good. They're a good top team in the East right now. I get it. But to give up that many, I watched the first five minutes of that game. Uh, actually four minutes to be exact, because after, as soon as I stopped watching that game, cause it was boring. Um, I <laughs> they gave up a goal. 
And the next thing I know, I looked like 10 minutes later, they're down four nothing or four to one. I'm like, what just happened? I, I just turned it from the first period. And like, I, I, I tell you, don't... it's hard to be a, a Red Wings fan right now because like you can't, like I, I struggle to want to turn them on knowing that like, that's what you're going to see. Or, you know, like you, like I didn't watch last night's game, but like they won two one. But like when you see them winning, I've seen them winning two two zero going into the third period, and then they lose by in, a, in either a shootout yeah. or overtime, or they just yeah. lose in regulation because they're that bad. Like, there's no like, hey, like, I want to watch this team. Yeah, it's it's got to be it's got to be difficult. Um, and just for those who don't know, uh, Aaron and I are both from Michigan, so we uh, definitely root for Detroit. Um, it's been a tough couple of years now since they've been a very dominant dynasty for so long uh, yeah and we'll, I mean, yeah. We'll, we'll cover and I, yeah and that's the thing is like we'll end up covering probably a lot of the michigan side of stuff but yeah I, sure. I mean we're still gonna hit on a lot of other things because we can't just yeah. can't expect to gain listeners by just sticking around michigan yeah, exactly Not i will say happen. so speaking of michigan you guys had a heck of a win today uh at ohio state grinded one out yeah, what a game that was. And so I was, I've, I've just been having... scared. I've just been scared because, you know, when you have 24 and you have like two weeks off, <laughs> then you come back and you crush Rutgers. Like, okay, like that's expected. Like, we look good. But then what was the next game after that? The, uh, you beat Wisconsin. Well. Then we beat Wisconsin by like 10. Yeah. Yeah. Which was like, I was like, okay, I was like, are we starting to slip up because Wisconsin's better than Rutgers? I was like, are we ready for this top five matchup? Yeah, you guys, you guys are are doing well. Um, I think what was really surprising to me today is both teams have a really good, they both have good defenses and they gave up, you know, 92 to 87, I believe is the final score. Like that's a lot of points for defenses that are really good right now, but. Well, both um, teams all like they're, they're both sides of the ball. Like they don't just play defense, but they have offensive sets. They have good offense. Yeah. So. I think one thing, Howard, I have to give him just a lot of credit here. And we'll see come tournament time if he goes away from it, just like uh, Beeline, unfortunately, did for you guys back in. I don't know if it was 20... Beeline that went for it or went away from it or if it was the, the players. T- yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's a because, good like, remember, we watched the final. We remember <laughs> we were watching the finals game. And, and I mean, when Beeline's sitting there and coach is telling you, hey, we need to run. Yep. Pick and rolls for Wagner. We need to get Mo Wagner the yep. ball, but we never gave him the ball. Never gave him the ball. Yep. Oh, that wasn't a beeline choice. Yep. So I think right now Howard is definitely he's going with working. I mean, until you can find a, a somebody to stop that dude, um, your center. I, I forgot his name, but he is yeah. lighting it up. He's a monster. Um, I good luck. I mean, there are a couple teams that will give him havoc. Um, that that will cause problems come tournament time. I think obviously I was a, a really good, you know, Ohio State clearly is a choice that can oh, beat Michigan. I saw it in. Um, I think I saw it in our first loss because who did we lose to again? That I was really I was disappointed that we lost lost to them. And I think if I remember correctly, I saw it and I was like, I get why we lost because our center is like, yeah, he's really good. Yeah. But he, um, he's just not like he can't keep up with like the faster, more agile like stretch fives and like when guys go small ball. Um, yeah, taking a lost look to at, Minnesota. 
Minnesota. Like, they don't have a true center. Yeah. So, this is my curious part of that one. So, Minnesota started off the season just on fire. I mean, they were, I believe, and I I don't quote me, I'd have to look into it, but I'm pretty sure they started off the season like seven and one, seven and two, Mm -hmm. Um, had a big win against Michigan. And then from there, they had just spiraled. Yeah. So, like Dickinson, Dickinson that night went 23, 23 minutes, nine. Nine points, five rebounds, one assist. And their center, who is Liam Roberts, I wanna, um, I wanna get like his stats later. Okay, so he is like seven. He's seven foot two thirty, two thirty five. Like guy, he's a tall dude. Yeah. He had a night. He had twenty two minutes, respectively, put up twenty two points. So he basically put up a point a minute. Eight rebounds, one assist. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, if you're not going to, I mean, he can't stop him. He couldn't stop that. No, I, I mean. Dickens, I think Dickinson's actually, oh, Dickinson's apparently 7-1. Yeah, right. Okay. Doesn't look so. So, primetime game for Michigan will be Thursday. Iowa comes to town. Um, I'll be on ESPN, so that will be one to watch for sure at 7 o'clock. That will be a fun one. Um, we'll see how that matchup goes with Garza and Dickinson because I love how because the Michigan Michigan State game was canceled midseason. Now it's like back to back. That'll be interesting. Yeah, that will be that will be fun for you guys because um, like it's not going to be like oh we have to like we play Michigan now we have to like prepare and like finish with them at the season. Now it's going to be like a weird like we're playing you and then like you have to turn around and play us again. So like yeah. it's split. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Um, yeah, and, and just as everybody needs to know as well, Aaron's a Michigan fan, I'm a Michigan State fan, but we're both real when it comes to our teams. Um, so something you'll appreciate about our podcast here is we call it as it is. We don't like to just go on about stuff that's not true. Um, I am not putting any money on Michigan State to win either of those games. Um, <laughs> we had all we could do to pull out a win against Indiana. I don't know how we did that. Uh, but playing you guys back to back, I mean, unless you sit if we nobody. believe that we're well in i don't know i don't i don't think we would I, I kind of agree with you like i don't think we'll sit anybody but like no. if we did like it would be the last game of the season like it would be yeah. that concept of like we know we're in we're not going to worry about it so we're not going to get anybody hurt but yeah. no one ever does that exactly you just so, don't see that in a college game michigan state their last couple games tuesday against illinois was number five that good luck with that one it's at home, but I'm not putting anything on that one. We're at home again Thursday against Ohio State. So we have two teams in the top five that we play against back-to-back at home. But there's no fans, so that doesn't really, I mean, help us at all. And that's then the we downfall have, for, like, the Breslin exactly. Center. Like, you guys thrive yep. that energy. Exactly. Then we have at Maryland, which, I mean, they're not that good. So maybe we can win that game. And then we have Indiana again at home, which – I mean, we just beat them at their place, so maybe that, that's going to be a toss-up. And then we have Michigan, obviously, to f- finish the last. So, uh, do I think Michigan State will make a tournament? Yes. Somehow, I think we'll find a way to win a game in the Big Ten tournament as well. That would be It'd a have good, to be a big game, though. It, it would be. It would have to be a big one. It had to be like a Purdue-Iowa- Illinois. I mean, it has to be one of those games where we beat a top 10, top 15 team. Um, you guys held conference. your own in the first Iowa game. But, like, I feel yeah, like if you really yeah. train for that, you could probably pull that off. Well, yeah, the first Iowa game was great. The second Iowa game, um, I don't know. You weren't ready. I, I, I mean, I have to say they 
we did a phenomenal job against Garza, which I think the key to stopping Iowa is not necessarily stopping Garza. I think a lot of teams, as you can tell, we talked about this before with basketball, you can let your one player score 40 or 35. Oh, yeah. oh, That's yeah. fine. If mm-hmm. everybody else, if they're having, if they're averaging, you know, being college, if they're averaging 10, 15 points, now you have a problem on your hand. Now you gave up a hundred points. That's what Michigan State did. They said, we're going to shut down Garza, which they did. He had nine points that game, his lowest yeah. game or scoring game. However, they hit like 18 threes. I was saying, it doesn't matter. They have shooters. So your <laughs> like, problem, you... yeah, right. <laughs> well, and that's the same thing. It's like, I was just watching a basketball breakdown video about like why the Bucks are struggling. Yeah. Well, in an NBA league <laughs> where a lot of people are shooting a higher set of percentage of three points, yeah. Mike Budenholzer's defense of protect the paint isn't cutting it. Yep. And, and I'm just like, I was like, I totally agree with that. So like to say, yeah, so your concept goes is like in a college game where a lot of guys are shooting threes, like, okay, go ahead, take away Garza. But yeah. I'd rather give up two pointers to Garza on the dunk and yep. never give up threes. Yep. And you could, you could beat that. Exactly. And I think, I mean, the, there, there's a couple teams in the, in college right now that are going to be a handful. Um, I mean, Gonzaga, I think is clearly the best team right now. I do think Baylor is not far behind them. Um, they have a really good team. I think height is going to be the issue for them. If they go against a team that's big and physical, how will they match up against that? Um, like a Virginia or a Michigan team. We'll see. Um, but yeah, translating back to the NBA real quick. I mean, your point in Budenholzer, I was just mentioning this to my brother the other day. I believe, I think he's a good coach. Do not get me wrong. I think he is a really good coach. However, I think he'll be fired after this year. And he, he has should, fallen yeah. short. He needs to rethink his entire defensive yep. strategy and try to save yep. the season because like, they're not completely out of it. No, like it is one of their worst seasons, like in their past yeah. three years, but like, it's not, that they can't save it. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, the fact that you have had, and I think you and I have touched on this time and time again, and for people who are big sports fans, understand this very, very well. It is not necessarily about names on, on your team and who you have and how many five-star or superstar talents you have. Obviously, it does help. There's no that's question apparent, about it. That's apparent from, like, the like the go-to-work Pistons and then, yeah, like, exactly. also, like, your, like, most of your Spurs teams. Spurs before, teams, like, yeah. But, and then that's before, like, Parker, Ginobili, and, and uh, Duncan yeah, were Duncan. even superstars. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. you were talking, like, you just saw these guys come in. You're like, yep, this is the new generation. But, like, exactly. they, even when they were, quote-unquote, superstars, they were playing selfishly. Absolutely. I think the biggest key for me that I, I keep reiterating to people all the time when it comes to sports, continuity. When you destroy continuity and chemistry with one another, this is what happens, a.k.a. the New England Patriots, <laughs> prime example. <laughs> you are God. stuck in your old ways and your stubbornness and you want to get rid of people and say, well, we're not going to pay you this and blah, blah, blah. Okay. I mean, I think it's worked for years, but I think like it, it has. I wonder, if, and this is the thing is like, I wonder if like Tom Brady kind of ruined, I guess, that for them in the sense of like, yeah. you know, he used to be sold on it. And, you know, he used to come in and be like, hey, if you're coming here, this is how we operate. You're here for rings. You know, right. you're here to win, or it's not about, you know, it's not about you or what you want. Yeah. And then when he decided to leave in a free agency saying like, hey, like, I want more control. Well, that goes to show you, you know, the same concept is like, it doesn't matter who you are when you want more money or you want more control of something, you won't get it in Bill Belichick's system. And 
I think we both kind of agreed at the beginning of the year, like it looked like it, like the Cam Newton thing could have made sense, but it was also a bad decision. Yep. Like, I don't was. think, I, I feel like he, he could have been the guy there, but I don't think he's, he's not one to be controlled. Right. He's right. got too much of his own ego that I feel like he was never going to fit in the Bill Belichick system, but yet no, it doesn't I, look like they're going to get rid of him either. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think transitioning back to the Milwaukee thing, my, my point with continuity is, they completely got rid of a lot of talent in the offseason to obviously acquire Drew Holiday, who is a really good guard. Don't get me wrong. He's a really good guard. Uh, he's been hurt this year for a few games so far. So that hasn't helped build chemistry with them. But the problem is when you already have guys that gel with each other as well as they have, that's why they've had the best record in the NBA now the past few years. Granted, yes, they've fallen short. But you have to find a way to be able to get another guy without getting rid of so much because clearly well, it shows that's you. I, I, would, I would give you that same thing for like the Pistons. You know, you had guys, you had young guys that were like, you know, you, yeah, you were stuck with those bad contracts because Stan Van Gundy made some poor decisions. Okay. Yeah. But like you, you rebuilt this team. You had a bunch of young guys with like Kennard who was coming into his own. You got Christian Wood who was starting to come up on his own and you ship them both out instead of pay them but now christian wood is going to be mip he's going to be most improved there's no way there's no way in heck he doesn't i mean he's out right now i think uh with an injury but like that's not going to stop him yeah no i agree but but yet you take the money that you could have paid christian wood and you bring in old man mason plumley who has been abysmal in the paint for us like he he can't protect the rim yeah no I, i agree to cap it fully off we don't have a true point guard. The truest no. of point guards that we have was Derrick Rose. Why the hell do you trade him for for Dennis Smith? Like, I, like I'm not completely opposed to it because Dennis Smith's not like the worst player in the league, but like he flopped in Dallas. Yep. Nobody succeeds in New York, so we don't know who we got. I, I, I mean, just don't see him. That that's true. I will say Tom Thibodeau is doing a great job with the Knicks team right now, and that's no surprise. He's a good coach. Um, yeah, but like, yeah, go, with the go Pistons, after like fight for fight for like a Kevin. I mean, they probably wouldn't give up Kevin Knox, but like you know, fight for something. Yeah. There's another person on that team that I would rather have than Dennis Smith Jr. I agree. I wholeheartedly like, agree. especially for Derrick Rose. Like he's playing well. He understands how to play, so he's been protecting himself. But like, I pulled up their roster the other night, and I had had an idea and i said why not fight let me pull up the roster again because i was very disappointed that like i said we got rid of derrick rose for seemingly nothing (laughs) seriously though like okay so uh, someone who like hadn't someone who hadn't got to like develop so yeah like you have so you have like obi toppin julius randall kevin knox like those are three guys that like I understand like at that point like you're not getting a guard for a guard right like but I would have rather you gotten Austin Rivers back yeah or Frank Nilakina like somebody anybody better than what you did because he's not like you don't go to New York and just have success like you don't feel like these guys who are like there to like um do you remember the name Ignis Brasdakis yeah yep when he came out of Michigan, I said, this guy's not going to attest to much in the NBA. Like he, he's slow right. defensively. Like he, he's literally a defensive liability and he's a streaky shooter. It sucks for him also that he, 
is not getting good coaching in the yeah. Knicks system. Yeah. Like the dude doesn't play. No. And I was like, and you've got guys like that who are, you know, like, so like RJ Barrett, like, is he going to, is he getting any better? No, I don't think he's getting any better. I think he's just like getting about as better as you can get playing against other NBA players. Right. So like, it's that weird concept of like you, you know, you wish you wouldn't have gotten like a Dennis Smith Jr. Who's only just kind of gotten better to the sense of like, I've got game minutes in the NBA. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he clearly, so my, my biggest telling story is, he, he gets drafted by Dallas, who, I mean, Rick Carlisle is a clear <laughs> Hall of Fame coach. Um, and they, you didn't work out there, which that kind of tells me something right there. They, if you it's don't like they didn't know how to use him there because and at that the time they didn't really have like, because, well, at the time, I think they were still dealing with the Rondo issue. Yes, they were. Yeah. And then um, like he wasn't as a, as a guard, like he just yeah. wasn't developing as a point guard. Yeah, and then and I believe Doncic really... came in, I think, and then from there, and then they, yeah. Well, well, then they tried to transition him to a shooting guard, yeah. and yeah. he's a streaky shooter. He's not a shooter. Yeah, exactly. but like he, he's kind of in this weird position of like, I mean, what's Casey's plan? Are you? I mean, at this point, because obviously, I don't know if this was his decision or what, but how are you going to develop a guy either into a shooter or into a true guard at this point at, at this stage in his career? Yeah. I, I agree. I think one of the biggest mistakes you and I mentioned as well at Pistons did was getting rid of Luke Kennard. I have absolutely no idea why they would. Well, and it sucks him. because like now he's not even playing for the Clippers because they no, literally don't need him. Like, or, or I, I take it back. Like, he's playing, but he's not like, not, much. not nearly as many minutes. No. And he's he's just like, I don't even, you wouldn't even consider him a role player over there. No. I mean, he's making good money. You know, I get it. But I mean, I'm sure he wants to play and yet he's not getting the playing time. He probably thought he was going to get or wants um but yeah the pistons have have completely botched it i think the the sad reality of this is michigan basketball is the only thing right now in the state of michigan they have to root for on it i mean state there's nothing to root for for state football teams we won't even talk about that right now we'll get towards that when it gets closer to the time but both are not good we have nothing for hockey Nothing for professional basketball, nothing for professional football, because we won't even talk about the Lions. Uh, not right now. I mean, um, we could, I mean, we could touch on it because, like, I guess, like, we've talked about it, but, like, let's just kind of throw it out there for others. Like, recently, sure. they just traded Stafford for Goff, and, like, yeah. this is perfect for us because you're a Rams fan. I'm right. a Lions fan. So, like, let's just – like, and we tried to, yeah, we've tried to break this down <laughs> as, like, who, who won this trade? And as far yeah. as I'm concerned – Feel like it's just a push like if you look at it in terms of, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't feel like either team won a trade other than like if you want to give the lions the edge because they at least got draft picks i mean yeah i mean when it I comes like, to like, like arm talent i think when it comes to arm talent does stafford give us a chance where the one thing stafford did in detroit which was i will give him credit for um even though he had some ridiculous throws at times a little too often but he almost averaged like 300 yards a game still, um, even against teams that were really good defensively. And they don't even have remotely close to the talent the Rams have. So with that being said, it, should that be a bright spot for us? Sure. I, I would really hope so. I hope he throws for that because had we have a quarterback like that, who makes his interception mistakes from time to time, obviously, and probably not at the opportune time either, but a guy averaging 300 yards a game, um, we would have been in the Super Bowl. 
probably won the whole thing. But uh, and the Goff, only thing, and the only way I argue that is like, look at the games that Stafford's missed open receivers downfield. Minnesota on yep. big, yeah. <laughs> and it's not just that game though. Yeah, like he's he's done that Multiple multitude of times of where like, Bay, hey, that's yep. a touchdown if you just put it in the breadbasket. Yeah, like he doesn't have yep. the touch; he's just got a yep. cannon. I think that's one thing that I, I am kind of questioning too is the fact that. In his years at Detroit, he has had, a.k.a. Megatron, who, um, and it, so it, let me, let me, it, let me say this with Megatron, crazy. great receiver, uh, Megatron's phenomenal receiver. Do I consider him a top three of all time? Absolutely not. Um, people who bring that up to me, and like, why is he not top three? I'm like, are you insane? <laughs> like, he's good. Don't get me wrong. He had a chance. If, if you want to, if you want to bring that up, like, he's not top three, sadly, because of his quarterback that's exactly well that's exactly part of it as well his like think about that like if, if, you, if you think about all the passes that stafford missed to a seven almost a seven foot receiver yeah if he well, makes all of those plays or if all of them are put there i think we have a different conversation i mean i i agree that was definitely part of it on top of you and i have brought up before when he played why is he doing a five-yard slant route <laughs> why are you putting why are you going putting, deep? Yeah. Yep. Like I, I, I've told him you, one on one. So I told keep... you dozens of times. I've watched a game where like they showed Megatron running downfield with a five ten safety, and they said he was covered. Yeah. I, yep. Yep. No, that, he's not covered. If I'm covering. Close. If I'm covering Calvin Johnson and you throw a ball high, I'm not getting <laughs> it. I'm sorry, I'm not. So the the funny thing is, he doesn't even have to jump, and his wingspan probably covers more than the person who's five ten guarding him that jumps. I mean, that's how good he is. But athleticism wise, I think he with his wingspan, I think he was like almost seven six, seven seven with his jump. I mean, oh yeah, nobody's guarding that. I'm not saying the talent wasn't top three. I think he had a chance. There's no question. However, right. his injuries he had didn't help him. The quarterback play definitely spotty at times, and then of course the play calling was well atrocious basically to, to be nice about it um but i think like with that being said with stafford you had megatron six seven you have galladay six five he's like he's literally they're, they're trying to like call Something. him like mini megatron because I, he's not i it. mean okay galladay is not I, I i think he's a good receiver but he is not the caliber of megatron not even close um, he's a good receiver. But that's though. the thing but is, like, I feel like he had the potential again, but, like, he, he you know, his injuries, and, and, we'll see. we don't know. I agree. But I think with that being said, like, Stafford, you had two big receivers. You're going to the Rams. They don't have that. Josh Reynolds is our biggest receiver, and he's 6'4", six, 6'5", six, but he well, is well, not a talent. And, and, of... and Cooper Cup's your best receiver, but the downfall yeah. is, is, like, you got to be able to hit him in stride. That's exactly the uh, we key. That will be the biggest biggest part um i do think one difference i'm looking forward to for stafford in this ram team is the rams have a running game they've had a running game for the past few years um i thought this year they were going to do horrible uh, but do you have pocket protection well that's the thing so our offensive line this year uh we actually ranked in the top eight um overall um sacks given up um running yards uh my criticism my criticism for stafford stops at pocket protection because yeah, <laughs> I have seen, like, no, no, go back and watch when he played for Georgia. The yeah. dude didn't get touched when he was at Georgia. Like, yeah, he took his yeah. sacks, but, like, he's a better quarterback when he's protected. Correct. In his first two years with the Lions, he was actually decently, well, no, I take that back because he got completely smushed in that one game. Right. Yeah. And kept him out for so many years. But, like, there was a season <laughs> where we protected him, and yeah. he 
he performed. Yeah. I mean, it might have been against a trash team, but he, either way. I, 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 I agree with you, though. I, I, I'm leaning more towards it's a push for both teams. I think Detroit, obviously, with the compensation of the draft picks, help them. Um, the Ram people are like, that's a lot of draft picks given up. Okay, well, they found their bread and butter in later rounds. They don't need a first rounder or a second rounder. That's not what we've made our team off of with McVay. Obviously, it's a lot to give up. Yeah, I agree. Um, I just think it's a lot to give up for you're not sure what you're going to get. Correct. If it was a Deshaun Watson, no problem. If it was, I would trade that deal for Aaron Rodgers in a heartbeat. I don't care if he's 37 years old and has yeah. – three years left I, I would do it um the problem is you got a quarterback in Stafford who's real, I think really good but like you're saying with all the question marks I just he feel does like bring, I just feel like the line settled too because like yeah you know the original talk was like or not the original talk but like we heard that like the Lions had asked for Donald okay we yeah. know that that's unattainable like yeah we need somebody like an Aaron Donald but like it doesn't matter Stafford's yeah. not gonna go for an Aaron Donald yeah. so why not like I understand like I don't know if you're just going to restart and you want to like rebuild, like trust, trust one of your trust, like a younger quarterback and go out and get another receiver, like ask them for cup, ask them for any, any Robert Woods, like try to bring somebody in somebody like, and and we went out and like I said, we just exchanged quarterback for quarterback and then took picks. And like, I I just feel like that's a settle. And Goff, if people, so I have to say this too with Goff, um, and honestly, my viewpoint on him, because I'm a Rams fan, I've watched his games when they've been on TV. Um, I, I've, in the, I will give him credit in the playoffs. He played decent. I mean, he wasn't the reason we lost. Um, I will say that. Um, but when you have talent that you do, in your last two years, you have thrown the most interceptions, and majority of that was on him. Uh, some of the some of the play calling was questionable at times. I'm not gonna, you know, go against that. But there were throws I've watched him throw, and I'm like, who are you throwing to? There's not one Rams receiver, aka Seattle game week 16, where he threw it to a wide open Seahawk player when we were about to go up 16 to nothing. Next thing you know, that's a 10 point swing right there, whatever you know you want to call it. And Seattle went comes back wins the game because of it. Like, but he goes to Detroit. You have no Galladay, the free agent, Jones, the free agent. You have no talent now, basically. You're in rebuild mode. Let's call it that. I mean, you've been in rebuild mode now for I don't even know how long. <laughs> it feels like too long, but you're in actual rebuild mode now. Goff, if you thought he was bad before, I, I'm going to be praying for him. He oh, I, I thought hit. the same thing. I was like, that dude is thinner than Stafford. And if he's going to take some of the leakings that Stafford has had to take over the years, I'm. I'm afraid if he's going to, like, if, is he going to be on the field? Uh, yeah, I mean, he might be on IR very quickly. Uh, I'm not hoping for that. I don't root, I don't hope anybody gets injured, but it's more of. I, I honestly don't want the quarterback <laughs> we're paying for the next two years to get hurt. Yeah, well, yes, exactly. That contract is massive. I mean. I mean, that's half the reason why I think we made that trade, too, was, like, it's ugly contract for ugly contract. I think that's the thing. I mean, like, I look at the. Um, so, okay, so my take, and we'll finish up with this because, you know, obviously we're, we got to head out in a minute, but um, I think finishing up with Carson Wentz deal. So I think Frank Wright can make it work in Indianapolis. Um, I think obviously their team may have with the offensive line they have, the running game they have, 
it's a vastly different situation in Philadelphia had. However, Peterson almost unfortunately was the, basically he was the target. We, we just threw him out to the dust and said, I'll you're take the reason one why the team, you know. I'll take I, one out of, uh, out of Skip Bayless's uh, playbook here of the hottest take on the planet is if Indianapolis thinks that they won this trade, they're, they've lost their minds. Yeah. That I can definitely agree with as far as they think they won like the trade. If they, if, they we'll think see... they won, if they think they won the trade and that Carson Wentz is going to get them to a Super Bowl, they have lost it. Yeah, I don't think that's happening as far as Super Bowl. I think first off, the contract, um, I, I am amazed you gave up what you did to get that contract. I would have... I would have been asking Philadelphia for compensation, quite honestly. I would have been like, okay, we'll give you some draft picks, but I want half the contract compensation. Like we're not paying for 140, whatever it is. Like they, I mean, they dropped a lot into Carson Wentz just to give them up like two years And I have to say, so, and I I said, we'll finish up with that one, but like my biggest, my biggest issue I have, and I'm not even a, a Green Bay fan. Like I don't, I don't dislike him either, but Aaron Rodgers, for him to make the money he's making, um, compared to these other quarterbacks out there Never and been he does money. what he does time and time again. And yet you can't get that man help. Guess what? You better just pay him, give him yeah. 200 million then at this yeah. point. Cause, Cause like the guy's not asking for more money. He literally just wants teammates and yep. champions. you can't even do it. All you do is hire, you draft a quarterback to replace him. That's how you treat him. <laughs> Yep. So you're not even in the top five as far as highest paid quarterback, but we're going to draft your replacement for you. That's the help we'll get you. Okay. <laughs> um, at this point, if I'm Rogers, you know, do I think Green Bay still has a great chance to make Super Bowl? Sure. I think they obviously, you know, that was an ugly game. Um, I mean, they're looking Tampa. better because like the young wide receivers look really good. They did. They did look. They did look better. Like if you clean up, if you clean up MVS's drops, yep. and Lazard becomes more consistent. Or like even like a, I I can't say consistent I I'd say better route runner right yep like because yeah. he has good hands oh he does no he does um, absolutely but like Marva uh, Valdez Scantley like needs to clean up his drops because he had so many yep. drops this year like you clean yep. up that and then you make Lazard a better route runner like I think you're like, they complement and that's a scary team offensively oh yeah I mean they're already a problem right now as it is with how good they are and um, I I think Lafleur. It'll be interesting to see how that relationship with Rodgers will go in the offseason. Um, just to know that, you know, you, you come on national television and admit that you weren't on the same page with your quarterback and mm-hmm. you didn't know that he thought you weren't going to go for it, which made absolutely no sense why you kicked a field goal. I don't I, – I still am baffled by that decision. Um, yeah. <laughs> you, you absolutely took it out of Rodgers' hands. That is the best player in the game right now in football. I get Mahomes isn't far behind, but to me, Aaron Rodgers is still the best quarterback right now. And you said, we're going to put it in our defensive hands. Okay. Well, how did that work out for you? I mean, I mean, I don't understand why you did it either because your defense hadn't given you a reason um, to trust them. They hadn't. Yeah. The three interceptions they had, okay. I mean, that really was more on Tom Brady in my eyes than it was on the Packers. D. I mean, they got the interception, don't get me wrong, but yeah. Brady just made some interesting throws that I was kind of wondering why he made the throws. I think one of them was on Evans that was more on Evans, but the other two throws were just like mind boggling. But yeah, Green Bay defense could not stop Tampa. That I think, I think actually, I think they only had, I think they only had like 
one legitimate interception. Yep. Because like the first one, the first two were like off the hands of receivers. Yep. And then the third one was like either a miscommunication or Tom Brady just right. missed. Just a, yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. And that's exactly what it was. So I think, uh, yeah, I, I think for the for coach to come out and make that comment. And then finally, at the end of the year, when your season's done with, you're going to come out and finally say, Aaron Rodgers, I want him back as my quarterback. Where mm-hmm. have you been all year? When he, people okay. have been bashing him and wondering if he's going to be your future, I never heard one comment about LaFleur saying, oh, no, he's our quarterback for a long time still. All of a sudden right. now, it takes for this point for him to show you what he can still do to say, oh, absolutely, I want him as my quarterback. Okay. Well, I don't know yep. if he wants you – or this team anymore, to be honest with you. So, right. Well, one thing, because we got a couple of hot free agents out on the market right now. So I just kind of want to throw, and they're both from the same team, ironically, but whoa, that is a whole nother day, whole nother topic, but top three teams for Deshaun Watson and JJ Watt, where, where's like the top three teams that you see Deshaun going or the top three teams you see for JJ. So... Am I, am I, you want me to pick one of them or do you want me to do both? And then do them both. Yeah, no, do them okay. both. So, like, so okay. like, start with, like, JJ and then, like, where do you so think like, the JJ top three teams Watt, like he might go? Um, if he's about winning, I think one team that would be a great – I think number one, obviously, would be for a great team would be the Rams. They have the cap space for him. Um, plus, if he doesn't really want all that kind of money anyways, if he's yeah. about winning, that's one team you go to. Okay. Um, otherwise, I think yeah. Pittsburgh's a good choice. As far as playing with your brothers, um, as far that's, as there's still a chance to win, though, because they, like they really, do. they just need a quarterback again. Like I'm sorry, like Big Ben's just not yeah. No, I, I agree. I, I think he he's too old, and I also, I mean, right now Juju's a free agent, so that's another thing too. They have to they have to resign, resign him. him. Um, but Pittsburgh would be probably number two, number three. Um, I mean, well, we just talked about him, uh, Green Bay. <laughs> um, they, they could use him. Uh, there's no question about that. They could use him. They have the money for him. Um, it's a great team to obviously have compete for. Um, so those would be my top three, Rams, Steelers, and Packers. Uh, for Deshaun Watson, are we talking about where he's likely going to end up in? Or are we talking about where he should or to win? Give me one, like, where he would likely end up. And then okay. like the two, like you kind of two that you would believe that like he should probably go there, but yeah. may not work just because of money. I mean, yeah. would he, if, do you think he'd take a pay cut? He might. I think he would. Just no, to I get out, just to get just to get yeah. out. I think yeah. So one team I think he should absolutely consider is Chicago. Um now that's hard with, with uh their coaching <laughs> uh and GM to you know situation there but i, I think, think chicago's defense is, is i i do too i think their defense is top five easily uh the problem is they've been on the field way too much last year to even contend for that that spot of it uh two teams i think that he'll end up most likely going though will be miami i think that could you could hear a trade between him and tua i'm not necessarily saying like tua shouldn't stay at miami um but i think the other team Oh boy. Um, here's my thought. So this is a crazy one. I don't know if he's necessarily going to go there, but this is my, I guess this is my out there type decision. That's what we love. If you are Baltimore, do you trade Lamar for Deshaun? Do you add a quarterback who can 
not necessarily run better than Lamar because he's he not. He's still a really good runner, but he's not Lamar running. But I think he can throw I, I, a I, lot I, better. I, yeah, I see where you're going. Like, you're downgrading <laughs> a little bit on the running talent, but you're yep. upgrading in the throw yep. department. Do you do that? If you are Baltimore, do you throw that out on the table? Now, obviously, if you're the Texans, they're not going to just want a trade for a trade. They're going to want some picks with that, too, because that's just they're in that they're in that position to make that demand early so if if you're baltimore i would do that so that that'd be my, my out there team how about you who are your three um i'll say i say early on for deshaun i was thinking indy like i thought they were i thought indianapolis was going to make a run for him yeah because they knew philip rivers was done after the year like he kind of like for me that philip rivers to indy was kind of like the jay cutler like i'm gonna retire and oh, i'm coming out of retirement for Miami like right, it right. felt like Philip Rivers it was time to retire but he played one more in yep. Indy and then realized like it no it was just an ugly stint that I didn't need to do yeah but now that Indy did the trade I feel like they're off the table because if Indy yep. goes like you know you don't do that trade for Carson Wentz if you're gonna yeah. go out and you're gonna go get Deshaun. Mm-hmm. now you're just putting Carson back where he just was and that's yep. that's very disrespectful and I don't yep. think that they would do that I agree so when you look at like so Deshaun Watson, when you look at teams that like I can I can see, trying to think of like teams that could really use it, like a Jacksonville. Like I don't think they're ever set. So like you look at like a Jacksonville, like they could definitely put a ploy out there because you thought they were set with Gardner Minshew, but then they they didn't they benched him like this year, but then put him back in. So they're not sure. You have the number one pick, obviously, which is going to be Trevor Lawrence most likely. Mm-hmm. So, do you trade that for Deshaun? I would. Right. There's no question I would if I'm Jacksonville. But yeah, especially be especially like I mean, do you yeah? Do you really need them? Um, another team that's out there because they didn't get the number one pick. Do you think they want him or the Jets? Very true. Yeah. Like like they didn't they didn't get Lawrence, but Sean's no. on the table. He's yep. he runs better and can throw about as good about as good as you would want someone. Yeah, so like I'll put sure. the Jets on that list, and then I think that last team. Hmm, it's a toss up because like I want to say this is it, this is this is kind of the weirdest hot take you'll hear from me. Um, after the year that Tannehill had, are the Titans looking? I don't think they are, but do they want a more younger, mobile quarterback? That is the question. Yeah, I was thinking the same exact thing. If he, I think he's done a great job there. Don't get me wrong. I think he has done a really good job in Tennessee. Um, he, this year, obviously, his numbers were a little bit down, but he still did really well. But you add Deshaun to that mix with that running back, now you're talking a totally different monster. Um, and then, like, and then, like, kind of like you, I just thought of one: a streamlining fourth. Do the Cardinals offer up Kyler Murray? Yeah, I mean, hook him back up with Hopkins because I think, yeah, him and Hopkins obviously have a repertoire uh, connection very, very much so. Uh, Murray, mm-hmm. obviously, very inconsistent with that last year. But, you know, first year with Hopkins, I get it. Um, and speaking of Arizona, that's the first place that I would think J.J. would go because DeAndre Hopkins obviously put out his tweet and said, hey, let's run it back, yeah. which Arizona's not far off from being a really no. good team. So, no. but, so I guess like, I agree with you though. Like if you want like at JJ's time in his career, like, yeah. are you trying to get one or are right. you looking to like help a team get there? Yeah. So like, so the cards I think are like number one on that. Like maybe he'll go there. Uh, another team that I saw 
that I could think that he would go to would be I kind of agree with you because like I thought I thought the Rams easily said that they were gonna try and fight for him just to kind of pair him yeah. up with Donald and that would make a lot of sense for them. So I will that'd agree be, with you on that one. That'd be a disaster for the league, but be. great for the Rams. <laughs> and then um to cap it off, like it's out there as well. But another disaster for the league is maybe he goes to Chicago and him and Khalil Mack get work done. Like yep. that would that would be oh well, yeah, and you already have um oh they have some uh, I'm trying to think of their tackle they already have there as well. Yeah. Um but yeah, you add him to that mix. I mean that's a really good defense already right now without him, but add him to it. No, I agree. I think they're definitely good teams to have. And I just think the Rams with what they have, I mean, being the number one defense the last last year and you know, the last four years they've been a top seven defense overall i mean if you want to win that's a team that is going to compete there's no question about it now could he go to i mean you know i might say they're far off either the niners yeah i mean um if they were healthy it would have been a different animal this year but they had the most injuries in the nfl this year so that did not help them um and that's another team i think deshaun watson was being mentioned for i as a rams fan do not want to see that i'm not even kidding like if they can stay healthy yeah, they're winning the Super Bowl next year. Their, their team is very, very well coached. Defense is just as good. Um, and their offense can just cause so many problems. And, I mean, my my Rams being the team that they'll see twice, they beat them this year twice without half their talent. And I was not happy with the Rams, but I'm like, well, this is the Niners. This is their system. They run. They can. They do it more than anybody, and they do it well. So, um, if they can stay healthy and you add a quarterback of Deshaun caliber, oh boy, yeah, <laughs> you might see the Chiefs and Niners possibly in the Super Bowl for the next five years, probably. I, that's honestly what I'd be looking at. That'd be kind of one of those things. So, yeah. That's all the time we have for today. We hope you enjoyed. Join us next week for another exciting week of sports and have a great rest of your day.